We apologize for this brief interruption in the show. As many of you likely know, the Higher Standard Podcast is officially sponsored by Transcend Company. Transcend has been my longtime provider for both testosterone and peptide therapies, but they offer so much more. Whether you're interested in health, wellness, or longevity, it all begins with you getting your blood work done. A lab draw will help you get the numbers and establish your baseline. You can go to transcendcompany.com slash THSP. That's transcendcompany.com slash THSP. Or you can click the link in the show notes on any streaming platform and on YouTube. Fill out your information and one of the representatives will contact you to get your journey started today. Now back to the show. You know what I never uh, fully understood because I'm not young enough or I guess good enough? Good enough. I never understood the vernacular bands. Bands? Why? Like that that meant like a thousand dollars each or racks? Yeah. Racks are multiple thousands. A band is I believe is a thousand. Not ten I don't think a band means ten thousand. I think a rack is probably ten thousand. This this is this is confusing for you too, obviously. Is look it up, Odin. Pull it up before we start the show. No, I'm just saying, like you know, dictionary rack. <laughs> rack. It depends. Bro, you can't go to regular dictionaries for that. You got to go to urban dictionaries. Oh, are you, you pulling up racks on on OnlyFans? Yeah. Turn it to the right, please. Uh, pull it to the right so I can see it, because I know it's going to be about boobies. Yeah. A rack is a thousand cash. Could be within a rubber band. Rack and stack are commonly confused in urban slang. Racks equal a stack. 100 racks equals one book. 1,000 racks equal one Bible. Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> and also see Bible stack, Bible book. How did I get more confused? I don't know. Is there, is there a quote? Can, yeah. you, can you use this in a sentence, please? Jen, how much money do you have to spend at the club? Tom, eight racks. But Tom could also say a Bible at the strip club. That's a that's a lot. Well, it didn't say strip club. You you just put that in there. It said club. I kind of felt like that was the interpretation, <laughs> right? I mean, if you're spending eight racks and it's not a strip club, I you got taken for a good time. I'll be honest. Rack is in my arsenal. I use racks and and stacks. I don't use bands though. That's that's a bit extreme. Really? Yeah. Is this because you've been doing site visits in the, in the urban areas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lately? I've been doing I've been doing the property inspections. <laughs> Sending pictures of prayer there. candles on the streets and shit. That was the that was the worst. I should actually tell that story. Yeah, you should tell the yeah. story. Well, should I bring it in now, or you want to bring everybody into the show? We should probably do that first. Yeah, that's a good idea. In case those of you listening to the show, you're like, "What the hell am I listening to?" Have no fear. It's the number one financial literacy podcast. It's the higher standard. Hmm. The man making the mouth noises to my right, my partner in time, the one and only Said Omar. Oh, thank you, man. Welcome back to the show, everybody. The man sitting next to me on my left, my partner in crime and in time, Chris Nahibi. And in alcohol tonight, boys. Well, cheers. Cheers to you. It's about time. Yeah, it's about. It's <laughs> been a while. He's so happy. <laughs> yeah. The happy, happy man behind the ones and twos, DJ Arun, everybody. Hello, hello, everyone. To your gout, brother. Yeah, to your gout, exactly. To gout. To gout. And your wife kicking your ass if you come home not sober. Yeah, or limping tomorrow. I mm. can't. I can't go after the kids. I'm limping. Yeah, maybe I'd love to do it, but uh, I'm limping from voluntary alcohol. I got the crystals forming. That's what it is, right, Odin? Yeah, crystals exactly. get formed. Yep. If that is wait, really, I didn't it's know gout that. crystals. Gout crystals. Then what happens to the crystals when is it? They just get inflamed and then they just what? What happens? Correct. Yeah, they get inflamed. They get hard, and then that's when. Um, So, do you get inflamed and then hard a lot? This guy <laughs> can't help himself. 
If you were to go to a spiritual healer who used their crystals on you, would you get pain from that? A lot of people are into that these days. I huh? know, man. A lot, nothing, nothing, bro. They sell like they have they have stores at the mall. They sell crystals everywhere. It's crystal stores. I'm not gonna knock it. If you, I'm gonna knock it. I don't, I don't. I call bullshit. I'm sorry. I call well, bullshit hold on. too. I don't want to alienate anybody in the audience. I love you all. No, no. I, but if you're a crystal healer or a light healer, if bullshit. No, if you're selling it, I think that's that's some shit. That's some bullshit right there. But if you believe in it, I mean, the mind is a powerful thing, man. It's called placebo, dog. Yeah, it's placebo. Okay? Yeah. I'd rather you do LSD or or, or some mind altering drug than tell me you're a light healer. Yeah, I know. My favorite thing I ever I've seen on social media in a while, right? is a guy was doing a podcast with a girl as his guest who referenced herself as a light healer. I don't even know what that means. Neither did he. So he was like, and this is a kid, was, he, he meant well. Like, he wasn't trying to entrap her. Got it. He was like, hey, um, so could you describe for the audience what it is exactly you do? And she goes, well, I'm a light healer. I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. I'm a therapist. And uh, he goes, okay, um, I know that you know what that means, but can you help me understand what that yeah, means? Yeah, I need you to break that down a little bit further. You can't just say light healer. She didn't have an answer. She tried to, like, water it down. Like if you know, you know. If you don't, like, get out the way. So he tripled down, right? Because he's trying to help her get to the finish line. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. picking her up now. He's carrying her. <laughs> okay. He's like, but but how does light heal people? Silence. Um, A lot of people vent to me, and I bring them to the light. And he, you just tell he was like, what in the Actual oh, fuck. you know, it's, yeah, it's probably one of those, uh, she's one of those shamans. Okay, fine. Then just do ayahuasca in the forest like everybody else. Yeah, that's what probably okay? she does. She probably knew she couldn't say it on his podcast. Why can't you say it? Rogan says it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Even uh, Graham, whatever, in Hancock, the guy, the archaeologist from London. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even he's doing ayahuasca in the forest. Yeah, exactly. So, and he said he did it for migraines. So I'm just saying, if you're a light healer, just be like everybody else and go do drugs, okay? <laughs> exactly. If that's what you want to do. But uh, to bring up that that story that Chris was talking about, lately I've been having to do a lot of property inspections. So all the so what, what banks typically have to do is their loans that are currently on the books. Uh, once a year, you got to go out and you should inspect these properties to make sure that they're still well-maintained because you got to look at it this way, right? The bank is has invested into this property, right, by giving them a loan. So you got to make sure that your collateral is still well-positioned and well-taken care of. So go out. Some some of these properties are in areas that I did not know were slightly rough. Okay, we're talking we're talking Anaheim. Anaheim is not that rough. I did not think so either. So I'm going around the property, and so part of this inspection, I have to take pictures of the property. So I go on the left side of the property. I go around the property. If the property has a gate, I don't even bother going trying to get inside. Right? I just take pictures from the outside. It is it is what it is. I try to do my best to scope out from the outside. You do your best not to wear blue or red while you're on these videos. Yeah, Very right. clear. I'm wearing all black usually, right? Okay. Not even blue jeans. Okay. Okay? Even though today I'm wearing blue jeans. You are wearing, yeah. But I went to Glendale, so it was different. Glendale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I go down and I, I, I take all my pictures. This this property did not have a gate. I walked inside the courtyard, scoped the place out a little bit, went to the parking lot. I'm taking photos of everything, right? And automatically everybody assumes you're the popo. Right. I'm taking, uh, I have, uh, I'm taking photos of like the stair railings. So that's like railings leading up to people's units. I just had a great higher standard shirt. Higher standard, not the police in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I get around to the far right side of the property as I'm like trying to take one last photo from like a distance. And I look down below and there's some, there's some candles. I'm like, hmm. Prayer candles, man. Somebody died there, bro. Somebody died there. And then have I have some respect. 
I take a closer look. There's some blue bandanas around these candles. Yeah, Crips, bro. Crips. Crippin'. I'm like, God damn. This Why are you hating, man? This I'm not hating. I'm saying this could have ended very badly for me. If Well, you wore blue jeans today. That's probably not a good choice. What do you mean? They, wouldn't they appreciate that? Uh, Yeah, they don't know you when you're repping, repping Crips. It's, it's, Come it's on, man. They got to understand. Denim is denim. You can't get mad at denim. You can get mad at a lot of things. Yeah, but I was trying to be respectful, so I got out of there. That was your respect? Yeah. Just leaving quickly? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to intervene. Getting to your nice studio and telling everybody over a nice glass of port wine about how ghetto your day was. <laughs> it was pretty ghetto. I got, I got pretty scared, man. I got out of there. <laughs> I got stopped on the way in the elevators today from uh, from somebody who was like, hey, um, I uh, I really enjoy your podcast. And I, every time someone says that, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for Chris's yeah, behavior. Arun is such a piece of shit. <laughs> He really instigates everything. He does. He's back there playing chess with our vocals. Yeah. Speaking of which, Arun. Yes. Are you sober? Not anymore. That's ah, my boy. Are you hard yet? <laughs> Are you inflated yet? <laughs> inflated? Yeah. All right. Let's get into the show, shall we, kids? Arun, if you could put the show notes where I can read them. I'm just saying. Might be helpful. Oh, but shit. Before we get there. This will air uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with yeah. your family. Holiday. Enjoy it. Hope you guys all had a happy Thanksgiving. Our favorite and, holiday. Yeah. Uh, your favorite holiday is Thanksgiving? Why is that? I feel like some of the best conversations are on the dinner table. Oh, okay. We don't celebrate Christmas, so. I know for most people it's probably Christmas. You don't celebrate Christmas at all? At all. Well, we, now we give the kids a gift, but we, we don't tell them it's from Santa. We say it's from us. Huh. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite holiday, Chris? Man, I don't know. There was a long period of my life where I spent most of the holidays alone, believe it or not. So as much as I like Thanksgiving, uh, I, oh, I hate Halloween. I don't, I've never liked, even as a kid, I never liked dressing up. Really? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. But um, I don't know, man. If, if I had to pick one, probably Thanksgiving, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Just because people do get together to, to actually like break bread, spend time together. There's no mm -hmm. like pressure. Like, I feel like Christmas has gotten bastardized with gifts. Right. So it's like this is about spending time together versus the, the gifts. Yeah. 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 Well, those of you listening, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving in whatever way, shape, or form you may have celebrated it. And if you did like we did, then you probably should eat a lot of food and regret it the next day. Yeah. But uh, back to the show, October inflation report came out and, well, it caused all sorts of shit to go wild the next day. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into it. Wholesale prices fell half a percent in October for the biggest monthly drop since April of 2020. And, uh, yeah, that also sent the market all sorts of sideways. Yep. Deflation could be coming this holiday season, Walmart CEO says, and I got a lot of thoughts on that as it relates to kind of the macroeconomic view. Mm-hmm. And almost no one pays 6% real estate commissions except Americans, cites late edition to the show where we get to talk shit on the National Association of Realtors, not to be confused with realtors, the trade association, right. not the individuals. Right. We love the individuals, but the trade association and Lawrence Yoon can kiss my ass. And we have a second public enemy over at the National Association of Realtors. We'll get into it. Stay tuned. Yes, we do. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a sleazier episode than normal, I think. Yeah. No holding back? None. All facts? No cap. Bars. Bars. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the New York Times, I woke up early the day the inflation numbers came out, and I was excited, hope, hopeful that the number would come in low. And now we did know a year ago to now that energy levels were going to drop off. And for those of you who don't know how inflation is calculated, don't worry. 
Inflation is just an average of all the things in the economy that are going up or down in price. Mm -hmm. Going down in price, deflation, going up in price, inflation. Right. It's been a major talking point over the last year and a half. And it's always compared to exactly one year ago. So if we're doing, in this case, October's inflation report, it's compared to the last previous 12 months. Mm -hmm. Everything leading up to October is now cut off because it's only the trailing 12 months up until now. Right. And it's what the Federal Reserve is most concerned with. Yes, and the Federal Reserve, well, they got some interesting things. Your girl Bostic was out. That's my guy, Raphael. Oh, not Raphael Bostic. What's with Mester. the girl? Mester. Mester. From That's Cleveland. Yeah, she was uh, <laughs> She was on CNBC today. Sorry, I fucked that up. How did you know it was Mester? I saw it. Oh, good man. Wow. While you were out in the hood? Yep. Yeah, they, they definitely know you weren't banging. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dog, what is that? Yeah. That's CNBC? No, it's Mester. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was on... Uh, CNBC today. She gave a fucking fantastic interview. Really? I thought it was really good. Okay. Uh, but she certainly sounds a whole hell of a lot of dovish. And for those of you who don't know what that means, dovish soft, right? Yeah. Lackadaisical, relaxed, hopeful, optimistic, hopeful, optimistic, hawkish. Not so good. You're just an asshole. Yeah, you piece of shit. You want more. Yeah. More rate hikes. Villain. Bad motherfucker. Yeah. Say what again? <laughs> motherfucker. Ooh, wow. Rare cussing by Say Omar. Yeah. Again, that site said no holding, he said no holding back. He said no. <laughs> no holding back. The overall consumer price index slowed to 3.2% last month on a year-over-year -year basis. Lower than the 3.7% reading in September and the coolest since July. Yep. That's the headline figure, which includes food and energy. It does. Right. The deceleration owed partly to more moderate, moderate energy prices, which is why... Said thought referencing headline inflation was so important there. Right, because the Fed, remember, and why we're, why we're talking about this for some of our new listeners that have come on, because we've, we've looked at the numbers and we've gotten quite a few new listeners. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show. The reason why uh, this is important, right, the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates to a 22-year high at 5.5%. This makes it difficult for businesses to continue to scale and grow. It makes it difficult for people to make simple repayments like on their credit cards. Uh, affordability for homes have, has like dropped completely. So the reason why we're talking about something like consumer price index, this is something that the Fed likes to track and look at. And once this finally starts to head in the right direction and stay at their 2% target range, the Fed will probably start to cut the rates by then making it a lot easier for businesses to start growing again and them stimulating the economy. Right. But the metric that they like to look at is something called core inflation, where they take out food and energy, right? Because those two uh, sectors of this uh, of the consumer price index, they're really volatile. They move a lot. So when you take those out, core inflation actually came in at 4%, so slightly higher. And what's important to know about that is the Fed's target range is 2%. Used to be really widely like two to three percent, but they've made it very clear that two percent is what they're chasing. Mm -hmm. So more than double where they're aiming for. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people again. We've used the body fat example. It's probably a good time to use it again. Is that we went from nine point one percent down to four percent? Yes, and that level of change by a lot of people's standards is is significant. They're thinking they're thinking to themselves, okay, look, we made a lot of progress. We're coming towards the end of all this, right? And really, we should be thinking, okay. When are they going to start cutting rates again? Because things seem to be heading in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But as you get lower in number, it gets harder and harder to change. One of the things we've cited over and over again is that rent and rent equivalent are approximately about 33, 34% of inflation. And because they're such a significant portion of inflation, 
once all these other factors come down and you want to get this average number of trailing 12 months down mm-hmm. rent and rent equivalent, which is equal to your purchase price of a home divided into mortgage payments. So hence the name rent equivalent, they have to get that number to come down too, which means home prices would have to come down at least in part to hit the feds target of 2%. And we're just not seeing that in the market yet, at least not significantly. Some areas, Austin, 12% down, San Jose, similar numbers down. So mm-hmm. some markets are pivoting. Some markets, but if, remember, if it's actually at a net positive, those markets that are really getting hit, so if, let's say some market is down 10%, a mm-hmm. certain region, right? Yeah. That just means, based on this report, you know, shelter was actually came in a positive 6.7%. That's down from the 7.2% last month, headed in the right direction, and actually a pretty significant jump down for this component of the report. Usually it ticks down... A lot slower than this, right? Um, but if it's if a certain region of the country is down ten percent, then you gotta and, and it's a net positive two percent. That means somewhere else in the country it's up twelve percent. Yeah, and uh, well, to your point, it was a, a an unexpected cool number. It was unexpectedly lower. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, three point seven percent the month before, three point two percent. So what happens? Yeah. What what does the market do? It went fucking wild, man. The stock market really picked up. You saw a huge positive day in the markets. Mm-hmm. Bank stocks really popped. No matter what bank you were, whether you were a globally systematic important bank, the Chase, the Wells, the B of A, or you were a community regional bank, everybody popped a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is the same thing we've been saying for several, several months, if not years now, is that the pain for banks is in the raising rates, but the pain in the consumer's holding rates. So all these financial sector stocks really started to pop. Mm -hmm. But in bull markets, right, in markets where you're heading into a good buying opportunity, healthcare, finance, the banking sector, those sectors typically do really well. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people started spinning the narrative, okay, we're in a bull market. We're in a positive, increasing stock market. And that was all the rhetoric, this optimism, just from this one print alone. Right, because I think what really was being highlighted to your point is, you know, those sec- that section of the of, of the market, like uh, the finance market, right? They got they get hit hard during the raising of interest rates, like you said. Mm-hmm. But a report like this, after remember the last time the Fed raised rates was in July, okay, and after a report like this, it's widely accepted now that they're done raising rates, okay, so. Before this report came out, there was a 14% chance that they were going to raise rates in December. That's now dropped to 5%. Mm. Okay? 95% chance that nothing's going to happen. And if you look further into 2024, before this report, we had talked about that it was it was pretty much a coin flip. Yeah. But now it's actually looking like more and more that they are, in fact, going to probably start cutting in July. Which lines up with our original right. originals, uh, speculation a year ago. Yeah, exactly. So and if so if you believe that the Fed is done raising rates and the last time they raised rates was in July, right? And if and if they do cut again in July, that means they held for 12 months. Okay? And I have I have the numbers here for the last 3 times the Fed raised interest rates. We've talked about this on the show before, but I think it's worth noting again. In June of 2000, when they when the Fed raised rates to 6.5%, they held it there for seven months. 
in 2006 to 2007. Yeah, please. Thank you. We're pouring more drinks. Talk amongst yourselves while we do this, kids. Yeah. Uh, in 2006 to 2007, when they raised rates to five and a quarter, that's when they held it the longest at 14 months, right? And in 2018, when they raised it to two and a half percent, they held it there for eight months. So if they do, in fact, hold it for 12 months, that is on the higher end of the range there. And I think that they're going to try to hold it there for a long time. Yeah. I mean, so I was thinking a lot about this earlier today. Uh, so I'm going to take a sidebar with you for a second. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the things I did a long, long time ago uh, was I found out you can get Google alerts for certain topics. Oh. You type your name in or you type uh, a topic in that you want to follow, Kim Kardashian. Anytime Kim Kardashian is mentioned in the news, you'll get pinged by Google. Hey, like this came up in the engine. Right. I put a couple topics that interested me in, but I also put my name in. And um, I don't know when it was, but uh, at some point in my career, my name did start to pop up on Google, and I get these alerts. I got one earlier today, uh, and it was in response to a, a reporter had reached out to me about my thoughts on where rates were going. And it was just an email exchange, never heard back. Well, apparently that reporter published something and then quoted me wow. with the article. Uh, not, a, not a bragging thing, but just uh, more of like it never, it, it, it reminded me of like the conversation we had, mm -hmm. right? Don't forget about us when you make it, okay? <laughs> if I'm ever going to make it, it's going to be because of you guys, okay? It's <laughs> oh, not gonna what be. a nice guy. I know. I always say that because the room stepped away from the mic. I can yeah. see his chubby, oh. <laughs> chubby ass waddle away over <laughs> he there. Didn't, he didn't hear. <laughs> he can't I hear asked, a single thing I asked him to turn up the AC, please. You sent him a text? Yeah, I sent him a text. It's getting a little toasty in here. You really? I, I think it's because we're drinking. Or you, you always wear that sweater. Why? It's nice. It's very comfortable. It looks it's hot. Well, it's so cold outside. It was raining, man. Two days ago. That means it's going to be cold. Oh, did I tell you what these motherfuckers did in the Rivian? No. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't tell you the story? What do you mean what they did? Oh, I was fucking mad, bro. Uh-oh. I go to the gym the day it was raining, right? It's fucking coming down at like 5 o'clock. Okay. Oh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I pull into the gym. And the Rivian is uh, it's my second or third day driving the fucking thing. Pull into the gym. I valet the car. I run right in. The app tells you if a window's down or, you know, everything else. It's, it's a pretty, pretty intuitive app. Like the Tesla app. It tells me the window's down when I'm in the locker room. But I'm in the locker room. My service is kind of hit or miss. I don't know how long it's been down. I assume the guy parked it in the parking structure, cracked the window because, you know, you don't want to lose someone's keys, not have access, whatever, Right. It was a passenger side window. Somebody had to go out of their way to lower that window. It wasn't lowered when I got there, right? Okay. Maybe because maybe, it doesn't have a key, right? The car? The car doesn't have a key, but it has a car, uh, carabiner that's a makeshift key that I give to the valet whenever oh, I go. Oh, I see. Right? Okay. But it's on my backpack normally. Whatever. I use the app everywhere I go. So I get upstairs from the locker room where I have better service, and I hit the switch to close the door or close the window and then lock the doors because the doors were unlocked too. So I figured the guy just left the key in there, cracked the window or something like that. But it's in the parking structure, not a big deal. I come back out to get my car, raining profusely still. I mean, it just soaked. No. Left the window open. Passenger side window open. And when I closed it, it closed. He brought me the car, and I look inside. The first thing I look at is I can just see the entire side of the car is soaked on the inside. I was so mad. I'm like, bro, normally I wouldn't care. It's water. Like, I get it. But you closed it. I closed it. But so that means he, re he opened it again. 
No, it means that I got that alert late because I was underground where the locker room was, and I didn't get the message until like mm. as I started to approach. So it, it was over for like ten minutes and like like the straight up rain. Aye, aye, aye. But then the guy brings me my car, having clearly saw it. I mean, you could see everything was wet. I mean, it was. This would have been a non-issue for the Jeep. <laughs> get get that song, bitch. Wet. It don't yeah. matter. Anyway, let's get back to the real story, okay? You uh. son of a bitch, getting me off topic. So. And I was, I was kind of having, so that article that got published was one of the things I talked about was what hire for longer meant. Okay. And I think that a lot of people are misconstruing the Fed's rhetoric of we're going to hold rates higher for longer in that that means that they're going to hold rates then start cutting rates and then we're done. Mm-hmm. No, higher for longer when you break it down doesn't mean that. They, they mean, look, we took this unorthodox bell curve approach, 25 basis points, 25 basis points, 50 basis points. 50 base points, 75, 75, 75, 75, 50, 25. This weird approach. Pause, 25 again. What they're saying to us is don't expect that on the way down. Don't expect a 75 basis point cut, a 75 basis point cut. What they're trying to say is, look, even when we do cut rates, it's going to be 25 basis points. Pause. Yes. Wait and see. 25 basis points. Pause. Right. 25 basis points. 25 basis points. And then maybe another pause. That, that's what they're trying to They're trying to say, look, we came up quick and we slowed down. Mm-hmm. Expect the way back down to normalization, whatever that looks like, to right. be a long, methodical process. Right. And I don't think you're going to see the Fed come in before the November 5th, 2024 election, cutting massively 50 basis points. That's going to look like weird political moves. They're going to be very pragmatic, very thoughtful. I don't think you're going to get anywhere near the rate reductions that a lot of people are expecting and hoping for. I I completely agree. And they're probably going to pause and hold a lot longer. And we're going to wish that they would have paused this way when they were raising the rates to go up because, you know, this caused a lot of, you know, distress. Um, But something that I I think that is should be noted is when they do, in fact, cut rates, like you said, it's going to be slow and it's going to be extremely painful for businesses. How many businesses do you know that have been created in the last 15 years Mm. in the 0%, basically a 0% interest rate environment that don't know how to function any other way, right? That's going to be extremely painful for them to manage. I'm sure it's, it's hard for them right now, but... To your point, they're going to get a lot of political pressure next year because the interest payments on the feds on the on the government's debt right now is extremely high. And what's what that is what's it going to do to their deficit when companies aren't going to be as profitable next year? They're not going the government isn't going to be receiving as much tax revenue, meaning their deficit's only going to get larger and larger. Right? So the pain isn't just for consumers out there. It's it's even for the government. Yeah. yeah. No, I, like, I, God, you see that? Uh, I didn't put it in the show notes, but I, I thought about it. There was another audit. It's like the ninth year in a row the Pentagon's been audited. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in excess of $3.8 billion is just missing. How is that possible? $3.8 billion, bro. I mean, that's a lot of money. $3.8 billion. Man, I have something. I have something in the, in here too. Where Rune, uh, I hope I hope to God you're googling that that article right now. 
$3.8 billion of the Pentagon's like audit. They failed to, for the ninth time in a row. Put, if you're the Pentagon and you fail for the ninth time in a row and it's almost $4 billion, let me yeah. just let me just throw some shit out there. I, I want to be clear, okay? Mm. Aliens exist. Area 51 is real. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers are lying. Y'all spending a lot of money hiding that shit. Yeah, either that or someone's got a coke problem. So um, I looked this up for the last episode, but we, I never got into it. I'm sure you've heard of it before, too. Arun, are you alive? Yeah, I'm looking for it. <laughs> Shout out to Sam Zell. Yeah, he is not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. RFP. I, I talked to a guy in um, you know, on Wall Street today who I met a long time ago at an investor conference. This wonderful dude. And I and he uh, he was like, hey, a long time ago I was talking to Sam Zell. And I'm like, yo, that's my dog. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry, what was that? Well, I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm like... like I was like, yo, that's my boy. Yeah, you don't understand. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, like, real estate investments. And he's like, I don't get it. And I'm okay. like, okay, if you don't get it, then we can't be friends. I'm like, he, I'm like, have you ever met him? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, did he sound like Kermit the Frog? And he goes, huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I was, he was too busy trying to make a deal. But I, so I'm sure you've heard of this before too. Um, but I, I found it fascinating because we throw these numbers around millions, billions, even trillions. Okay. A million seconds. You know how long that is? Uh, no. 12 days. A billion seconds? 32 years. $3.8 billion missing, dog? That's a lot of money. <laughs> when you equate it to, to time, right? And then a trillion seconds? How have you not watched Loki yet, bro? Thirty-one. I'm trying to go right down your alley. If this is the kind of shit that's your reference point, you would love that show. I, I, first of all, I actually love Loki, the character. What is this? This is the article asking them to oh. pull up. From Stars and Stripes. That's your reputable source, Arun? Stars and Stripes? That What's wrong with that, bro? It just sounds like a fucking political... This was not a surprise. Pentagon again fails annual audit of $3.8 trillion in military assets. My bad. This is unacceptable. $3.8 trillion. <laughs> That's not even fair, bro. You went from bro. billion to trillion. I didn't realize it was... That can't be right. It has to be the total audit. Uh, auditing the department's $3.8 trillion in assets and $4 trillion in liabilities is a massive undertaking, Pentagon comp controller Michael McCord said. But the improvements and changes we are making every day as a result of these audits positively affect every soldier, sailor, airman, marine, guardian, and DOD civilian. Chris, let me ask you a question. How do you calculate somebody's net worth? You take, uh, yeah. you, <laughs> you take take assets, yeah, and you subtract the liabilities. All right, so if you have three point eight trillion dollars in assets, mm -hmm. and you have four trillion in liabilities, you got a two hundred billion dollar problem. <laughs> that wouldn't fly in my house if, if I walked home. Just a billy, then. <laughs> is that a Bible? Is that ten Bibles? Yeah, how many Bibles <laughs> is that? A lot of Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Someone break that. <laughs> How is this not hitting mainstream news? Oh, those are holy grails. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, grails. Holy grails. Like, yeah. oh, like uh, Off-White J1s, Jordan 1s. Yeah. Oh, shit. Speaking of which, Adam. Mind Pump Adam's birthday today. Oh, today. Today. We are recording this officially, just so those of you out there in listener land know, on Thursday the 16th. We actually have a single episode backlog because your boy Rune out there is going on vacation again. PTO? Fucking PTO and this Man, kid how is limited. How fast are we letting him accrue I, PTO? I mean, Jesus Christ. You know what? He's, he is, he's uh, what's it called? Uh, he's in control of the accrual. You remember that one time I said like, oh, wow, having two kids under two is going to be really difficult for him to manage the show and everything else. The motherfucker's going on more vacations than everybody. He went from having a lot of grace to like no grace. Like he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's getting younger. He's Benjamin Button. Yeah, I mean, God damn it. Damn. 
Anyway, Sexy Adam, we love you. Happy birthday. We do love you. He doesn't listen to the show anymore, so he's never going to hear that. Yeah. Why? We can make a reel and tag him in it. I think what it is is he realized I'm just better at this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> You're lucky that he, 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 he understands our humor. I'm lucky that he never listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck it, I've learned all I need from those guys. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I'm on to the next one. But it's okay. Chamath listens now from all in, so it's fine. We still, oh, okay. there you go. What's up, Chamath? Yeah, he doesn't listen. Yeah, that was a lie. We could just fake the funk a little. Oh, okay. Like uh oh, you see uh Goob on Instagram. He uh I love Goob, man. We gotta get him on the show. Oh, he'll come on the show. Yeah. That's a done deal. But he uh he exposed a guy who called himself a celebrity like fashion designer and he found all the original photos. I saw this. How where, and, and he's and he was selling courses. Right, the the designer. The designer was selling courses. Yeah. yeah, on on how to how to make it big, and he's like, "What is he telling him? Just Photoshop celebrities yeah. <laughs> wearing your shit." <laughs> I mean, it's fucking brilliant as long as nobody finds the original photo, right? Man, yeah. Well, he, he's doing he's doing great work. All right, Saeed put in the in the show notes uh, from CNBC. Wholesale prices fell one half of one percent in October for the biggest monthly drop since April of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. The producer price index declined. Of course, by that half point uh, for the month, the biggest monthly decline. Wall Street had been expecting a zero point one percent increase. Whoopsies! Right. And the reason, only reason why I really wanted to put this in here was to piggyback on the original article where we talked about CPI. Mm. So this report right here, PPI, the producer price index, is really for wholesalers, right? Think of it for, for like it's tracking the businesses, yeah. and it really gives you insight to what C- the CPI report that we cited at the top of the show, what it's going to look like. Next uh, month, right? Mm-hmm. So this is showing that it dropped because usually when this increases, then those increased prices for the wholesalers get passed on to the customers, meaning then for CPI, it'll come in higher, right? Because people are having to spend more. But this is actually coming down, so it's a good sign that CPI, which is something that the Fed is looking at, it will be coming down in the upcoming months. Another report that hints at why it's most likely the Fed is done raising rates. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's probably sound given uh, some of the stuff we've heard from the Fed governors. I heard an interesting take on CNBC today, which I think is interesting to share. Okay. Uh, The theory was that while we were in the Fed interest rate increasing cycle and this period between then and now where the data clearly wasn't moving enough for the Fed to be convinced one way or the other whether they were done raising rates. Right. That the chorus of comments from the FOMC... All is 12 members in total, only seven that vote, correct? Uh, yes. Um, no, no, sorry, it's uh, 18, 18 members in total for the or, or dot plot or actual actual, or, FOMC. yeah, 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 18 yeah. members, yeah, okay. So the aggregate members all had a, a seemingly similar sounding chorus. We're you know, we're gonna be data dependent, mm-hmm. we're very most of them were very hawkish, right? Neil Kashkari is drawing circles with his crayon around eight percent every chance he got. <laughs> Him and Waller, man. Piece of shits. Both them. Assholes. Fuck. Jerome Powell. Alopecia, man. Um, Can't trust them people. You can't trust them. Come on, no hair? Right? Yeah. Him and Jada. All right, I'm going to say it. (laughs) Got to say it. I don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't like her either. I I want to like her. I don't. I don't want to like her anymore. No, I I want to. I I want to because I want to be a good human. Okay? But she fucked up Will Smith. Fucked him up, man. Fucked him up. First of all, how you going to mask the dude saying Tupac was my soulmate? See, it, it's that right there. Like, you are married to this man. 
Yeah, right? Or at the, for at the time you were. I don't know what their current status is. You don't right talk now. about all the penises you once had. Yeah, like he was your soulmate. Talk about the penis you do have. Right. Arguably Which is one clearly of, not Will's. Arguably, <laughs> arguably one of the best. I mean, has to be right. Icon living. The freshest of princes. I got penises. it. Penises. Yeah. Freshest penises. Prince Alberts. Yeah. Oh. And now Will Smith might, may or may not be into some male activities. That's in the that's in the news now. You know, now you don't know anymore. With this, I I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't even care if Will Smith is gay or not. Just, All I care about too. is is why is why is Jada Pinkett Smith talking about it? Why are they constantly in the news, man? She was in the news talking about how they were going to sue. Yeah. Why the fuck are you saying that? Yeah, leave leave it alone. That's Will Smith's territory. Why are you? Why do you have to be front and center with your red table talking some shit? This is, somebody needs to put Will on some kind of watch. I'm worried about him. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about him choking her. <laughs> like Bart Simpson gets choked by Homer. Back in the day. No, still. The the creator came out and said, I don't care what they're trying to cancel this shit. We're going to keep doing it. Really? Yeah, respect. He made enough money. He's like, I don't give a damn. Yeah, he's like, listen, this show is made on the back of abusing children. Oh, I love that. I mean, so, you know. Um, Cartoon children. Akash Singh, you know, uh, the counterpart to Andrew Schultz on the Flagrant Podcast. I've never actually watched the flagrant podcast. Okay, so he, well, his his like main co-host. There's there's several people on the show, but his his main guy, right? What's his What's his name? Akash Singh. Oh, so Arun and Saeed are totally normal then. <laughs> totally normal. We could roll with that. He had a whole special that came out on how like don't cancel a, a poo or anyone because yeah, bro, Apu was a fucking iconic character, and he was saying everyone everyone in their community never felt you know oppressed by it. They're like he was iconic to us. He he achieved the American dream. Yeah. So what? Why is everyone like? Fighting this fight for them when he's like, we actually, we actually like him. He was a small business owner, made it, had friends, right? Lived a happy life, had a family. Jesus Christ, man, fucking that all up. Everyone fucking shit up. And you can't. And then it wasn't the controversy that it was. Um, what's his name that did the voice that wasn't Indian? Um, Maybe. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. What was his name? He's one of the greatest voice actors ever. I'm not ah, sure. Arun, could you find out who Google uh, Google uh, who does a Pooh's voice? That's a- Hank Azaria. Is Hank Azaria's voice? That's a very sensitive. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Hank Azaria, yeah. Hank Azaria, damn, you nailed that. Yeah, Hank Azaria, great voice actor, very underrated. Frankly, Hank Azaria needs way more credit than what he gets. Mm. Dude's a stud. Why? Who else does he do? His voice game is unfucking believable. Oh, this is the guy from Friends. Yeah, is he on Friends? Yeah, he was uh, dating uh, Phoebe for the longest time, right, Odo? A Russian scientist. I'm sorry, he's a Russian scientist. Yeah. Yeah, he would go and come back. He he had his his love interest was Phoebe. Oh, did he do a Russian accent? Like what? <laughs> no, guy? no, no. He's from the U.S., right, Arun? And he would go yeah, over there. Yeah, sorry, he was a scientist that went to Russia. Okay, so Arun just explained it wrong. Damn, makes sense. So he's known for far greater things than Friends, and that's all I know him for. Oh, his voice. <laughs> he he can do accents like nobody. I mean, it's it's incredible. I don't even accents, it's dialects. I mean, he's incredible. Right. Really, really underrated. There's a lot of guys on TikTok right now who have entire TikTok accounts based on like one tenth of this guy's skill. Oh, Hank yeah. Azaria is very underrated. Anyway, uh, I got off topic, but I don't even know where we were at. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> you were talking, you were, we were talking about how uh, people were getting canceled. We we're talking about Jada. Oh, I hate her. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't like her. That. Arun, you seem like a kind of guy who would like Jada. Why? <laughs> Why? Go. I need. I need you to peel that onion back a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I just feel like your oppression is kind of your thing. Oh, I like villains. Is that it? You know, you like S and M action. She could make a great villain, dude. She would be a great villain. She would be a great villain. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. I feel like, um, although I will say, I'll give her this. She aged very well. 
I maybe, want them, I want maybe them to, sucking the blood out of Will Smith has made her like a little longer. <laughs> I want them to redo the Batman with Arnold Schwarzenegger and make her the the Arnold Schwarzenegger villain. Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Make her but Mrs. Freeze. Why wouldn't she be Catwoman or or like I don't Catwoman's know. not a villain. <laughs> she is if Jada plays it. <laughs> Facts. All cap. <laughs> you fucking your own shit yeah, up. I know. I just, I'm not a user. I told you. Let's go. Oh, dude, bullet. Bands. Can you pull up this next article from, from the Walmart CEO? Uh, this is from CNBC. Deflation could be coming this holiday season, Walmart CEO says. First of all, uh, let, let's be clear. Mm. Walmart, Target, Costco, they're all revising their earnings expectations down. These are the very foot-trafficked, tend to people go there, anchor tenants in a lot of commercial real estate, right? Especially mm-hmm. the retail strips. This is effectively one of the best real-time looks you can get at true consumer behavior. And the underlying theme that is being very, very clearly represented in the economy right now is the shift between wants and need purchases. You are seeing people shift to, I need to buy groceries. I want to buy a cold plunge. Not the same thing. Not the same thing, right? In this article, it went on to say that the Home Depot CEO believes the worst of inflationary environment is behind us on their earnings call, and it led me. It made me start thinking about okay, you know, why should people care about what the CEO of Walmart and Home Depot have to say, right? I mean, because they're getting a real time look, bro. They got all the data, right? There's they're they're seeing if people are shifting their spending yeah. from like you mentioned from wants to needs, right? They're looking at are people, you know, investing, are they rehabbing their properties, right? They're also able to look at the supply chain. You know, they can see what items are coming in and coming out. So they have all the real-time data. So when they come out and speak, you know, people should be listening because it's a nice economic indicator of what's to come. I still think Home Depot is going to have skyrocketing profits in the next couple of years. You want to hear my theory on this? I want to. I do. Arun, would you like to hear my theory on this? Yes, sir. Wow. I feel like I could say anything to him. That's what he would say. He, he always just wants to side with you. He's so chipper. If this was off the podcast, he would have said, no, I don't. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the biggest asshole. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like all dude we know. That's more like it. That's my boy. Um... Most people in America are locked into low interest rates in their homes. I believe 90%. We've seen the sale activity, um, purchase and sale activity, really drop down low. Lenders, typically 75% of their business is refinanced. That business has gone away. 25% of their activity is purchase and sale. And even that number is down from what its peak was because there's just not a lot of action in the markets. Mm -hmm. Inventory will creep up as people don't want to buy with these high interest rates, but interest rates have come down as a 10-year treasury has come down in the last couple of weeks. Over half a point, which is impressive for the treasuries in a single week or two. People are going to say, okay, look, I'm not moving. And because I'm not moving, I need to improve this property. Yes. I think you're going to see home improvements pick up. I think you're going to see people trying to improve their, their you know, the small repairs to the larger kitchen remodel or the bathroom remodel because mm. it can't get the same mortgage rate and it's double the rate maybe in some cases even triple close to triple the rate in some cases yeah but we know savings have gone down a lot so what are they, they going to do you think they're going to take out loans to, to get some of these projects done i don't know if they take out loans but they certainly will start buying the incremental purchases at home depot to try to improve property where historically they would have sell sold the property moved to something new yeah i think you're going to start to see uh need spending not want spending yeah 
more at Home Depot than you would have seen historically from the consumer. I think they're going to see some profitability. Now, do I think they're going to see like the large construction projects happen as much? No, absolutely not. But Home Depot makes the bulk of their money off of volume. Right. I think they're going to see more volume. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think that in the near future we're going to get enough activity in the refinance space to make up the 75%, obviously. Yeah. But, something, but something that has happened over the course of the last year or two is that we've seen that credit card debt has hit all-time highs. I think now at one point, over a trillion dollars. Uh, $1.08 trillion. $1.08 trillion, right? So people are ha their minimum payments, what are, those interest rates are above 21%. Now, sometimes depends on your credit score. That could be as high as even 30%. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I would not be surprised if some people actually did refinance to pay down their debt because if you're paying... 30 some, you know, percent on your credit card debt, it does make sense if it does make sense for you financially to, you know, get a 7% rate or a 7.5% rate to pay down some of that debt, take out some of that equity. I don't think many people are going to qualify at today's rates. Yeah. I think it's going to be very difficult to qualify for a second trustee loan. I think a lot of lenders don't want to do that. It'll be interesting to see where it all goes, but um, wages have not kept up with inflation. Food costs more. Mm -hmm. People are spending more. Yep. Home prices have gone up. People can't really afford to buy new homes. Affordability crisis that we're in. They're going to want to refinance, but then now they have all this debt. Right. Student loan payments are, are being paid back again. Mm -hmm. I got a, a DM from a listener who's like, wow, man. He's like, I can't believe you guys called that, but it's amazing to see how fast things turned when student loan repayment started. And didn't that start in October? October was the first payment, but it started. Yeah, statements came out in September. September, yeah. Yeah. And then actually, that's 40 million Americans. I had to start paying that back. And literally in one month, the data turned. Exactly. That was timed just right. And I think the Fed's actually taking note of that. Something that I want to make sure that we explain just slightly on that last article, because there's a difference between deflation and disinflation. We've talked about it on a previous show. I think we've also made a short or, or reel on it in the past, right? Disinflation is when the rate of inflation comes down. Right. That's when if like something is increasing six percent year over year and then the following year or, or the following month, it, it's actually only increasing five percent. It's still increasing just at a slower rate. But deflation is when prices come down. Right. And that's not good for any business out there because that just means their profitability is going out the window. So was, would it be safe to say that we are in a period of disinflation currently? Yes, we are. We are currently in the state of disinflation when mm. it's coming down from. 3.7% headline figure to 3.2%. This uh, this month, that's disinflation. I listen to you every once in a while when you speak. Sometimes. Not all the time. I don't blame you. Yeah. You got a great rack. <laughs> oh, I got, <laughs> no, I got racks. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's you, true. you got a great racks. All the racks. All the racks. Bible. <laughs> On <Bible>. God. Bible. <laughs> Uh, my social media is all TikToks. I'm learning how to speak in Gen Z. Yeah. You got to. You got to keep up with the Jones. Yeah. Jonases. Okay. Welcome to the shit-talking portion of the show, everybody. We've casually walked into it. For those of you who managed to make it this far, we're glad we lost all those other suckers. Because <laughs> these motherfuckers over at the National Association of Realtors about to get some ass kicking. They deserve it, man. Again, not the realtors. The association. Right. Okay. Right. According to the Wall Street Journal, almost no one. Pays a 6% real estate commission, except these motherfucking Americans. <laughs> you, me, Arun, Andrew motherfucking Schultz. 
paying these assholes 6%. The article looks into how the rest of the world buys and sells homes. It explains it in three really fucked up charts. Stay right there, Odun. Actually, scroll up a little bit, please. I want to read this, this paragraph right here. Go down right there. It's in the article, it says, one reason commissions here remain high is the U.S. or sorry, is the use of buyer's agents, said Ryan Tomasello, managing director at investment bank Keefe, Bruyette and Woods. Home sellers pay the commission typically between 5 and 6% of a home selling price. Not anything new to us. We know that. For the record, you can call them KBW. Okay, KBW, which <laughs> is usually split between the sellers and buyer's agent. Buyer agents are nearly as common in other parts of the world, said Tomasello. And then somebody they decided to quote somebody over at the National Association of Realtors, Montel Williams. Same guy? Not Montel. Montel Williams. So this is not the same guy with the this, talk show. No, 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 not the guy with the talk show. Don't don't leave that guy out of this. That poor guy. I gotta be honest. If your name's Montel Williams, you should change your name. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, if you're over there, right? You, you want to get you clicks. Can, you can go by Monty. You want to get clicks though. You want people to confuse you. No one's gonna say Montel is Montel. Right. You should go by MW or or, or Mon Man Williams. M dub. M dubs. M dubs. Yeah. Over at the National Association of Realtors, spokesman said Commission offers are negotiable and are determined by the market. Fuck and, you. And the value that real estate agents bring to consumers. Fuck you. This motherfucker, really? This is what he said. See, not, yeah, okay. Montel looks like an asshole, so that makes sense. You're an asshole, Montel. I hope you hear this shit. <laughs> I hope someone sends you this shit and says, hey, Montel, at the 48-minute mark, this guy says you're an asshole. Let me explain why Montel is an asshole, okay? Yeah, you can negotiate real estate Commissions, sure. Mm -hmm. Except for a little fun fact, the National Association of Realtors just lost a $1.7 billion lawsuit, which goes up to almost $5 billion in total cost if certain things happen and triggers are met. And now everyone in the last several years who, who used uh, a buy and sell agent is being uh, included in possibly a class action lawsuit. Why? Because they violated fucking antitrust laws in the United States. What are antitrust laws, kids? That means when they have like a monopoly over the entire sector, right? That's correct. Because every single person who wants access to the MLS, the multiple listing system, which is the system where all the homes are listed for sale and for purchase, Zillow, Redfin, they have not been able to displace this. It is the only source to go. Okay? Guess what? All real estate agents go through them and all real estate agents comply with their rules and their rules are essentially that each agent gets paid approximately 2 to 3% on each side of the deal. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go with somebody else who doesn't abide by the trade association's rules, they don't have access to MLS. So you are fucking committed to doing what this trade association has done, including to control the market and these values. And of course, every real estate agent will tell you that they are worth it. In some, place, in some places, in some cases, they might be. They might be worth it. But fuck, man, there's a lot of people out there who are not. And look, let's just remove the, hey, I'm worth it, man. <laughs> I'm a great agent. I provide all this value. We close these transactions and you acquire this beautiful property because of my subject matter expertise. Meanwhile, this, in the article, it goes on to say the uh, average real estate agent in the U.S. closes 12 transactions a year. Okay. Let's look at real estate agents count by country. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Chart number one. Chart number one. God damn. United States, 1.6 million real estate 
agents. That's a lot. That seems high. It does seem pretty high. Say, do you think that might be higher than the nearest competitive country? I mean, tenfold. Really? Yeah. Canada, 160,000. Not 1.6 million. 160,000 real estate agents. Seems about, that seems appropriate. London, if you go to the UK and you were something like this. Yeah. I like my property really fancy. Yeah. I get crystal in my leg and I limp along like a lost dog. That's what I do. See how this this is not derogatory. You're, no, not allowed, not, you're allowed to do this. We established in previous shows this is not racist. This is totally appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> you're so good at this. Uh, 48,000 real estate agents in the UK. They close on average 40 to 50 transactions a year. Ball so yeah, hard. If you're a real estate agent having a hard time here, you should just move over to the UK. You should move to the UK. You will get paid and you'll have less competition. 48,000 versus 1.6 million. I'm just saying. I do maths occasionally. Australia, 35,000. Someone's putting some shrimps in the barbie out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're having a good time. So wait, how if, if somebody were to try and negotiate the commission with their agent, how, how would that conversation go? Okay. Let's, let's play this. Who's going to be the uh, agent? Uh, I feel like I'm the asshole. I should do it. <laughs> you, should, yeah. you have to be the agent. Should a room be the naive and buyer? It, it, he should be the naive buyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be the seller. Okay. Hey, kids. Mm -hmm. I can sell your home. I'll get you top dollar. I've got experience. Yeah. I've done this 100,000 trillion times. I got bands. Yeah. I got racks. I got Bibles. <laughs> you can see it on my Instagram. Instagram looks moist. It's popping it's over there. It's popping. Yeah. I got all my things. Uh -huh. Okay. I'm going to charge each of you. I'm going to give you guys a discount. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to charge both of you because I'm representing both sides. I know I'm getting paid. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to charge both of you 2%. Each side. That's a deal. Yeah. I'm hooking you up. Most people are paying five or six. I'm charging you both an aggregate four. Okay. 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 Let's do this. Sign here. Uh, um, is there any way we can talk this down? No. To why? Well, well Chris, how about I do one percent and he does two? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Because here's what's gonna happen. If you don't go with me and you go to a real estate agent in the market, you're gonna pay either two percent for somebody new. Mm-hmm. It's find that person, good luck. Or more than likely, you're gonna pay two and a half, three percent. That's industry standard, baby. I don't make the rules. Yeah, exactly. And it, as a matter of fact, National Association Realtors makes the rules. Right. And they say, we got to pay yeah, the yeah. guy on the side. The seller has to pay. Yeah. So, I mean, look, Arun, you're the buyer, right? Yes, sir. And Tickle Shits, he's the seller, right? Yep. You're not fucking paying anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just agree to the deal, bitch. Yeah, exactly. That's the part that people don't understand, right? Yeah. He's already, Saeed, you've already signed an agreement which said you were going to pay between 5 and 6%, right? Right. I'm saving you money. I'm saving you a percent. Right, a full Shut percent. the fuck up to the deal. Take the deal, bitch. Rune, you ain't paying shit anyway. Sign a contract. Right, because that's what people don't understand. When, you, when people are listing listing their home for sale, right, they also put in their, how much they're willing to pay mm -hmm. the buyer's agent, right? Yep. So and if it's not high enough, if it's less than 25 or 2%, okay, guess what? You're not going to get agents that want to show your property because they're going to do the exact same work here's the thing, right? If I'm taking Arun's chubby ass around and showing him homes. Come on, man. And we're, we're waddling with his crystallized, crystallized leg down around looking at properties and shit. You're fired. Not Chris. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> not his 
<laughs> Not his crystal meth leg. Yeah. It's crystallized. So we're taking his crystal meth leg and we're we're uh, pirate walking walking all the way over to these properties. Uh, speaking of which, I got a great story to talk about. And we're showing properties, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm I'm going to show him a property that's going to pay me the most amount of money. Of course. And some and real estate agents will be like, look, I've never directed a, a client on based on the value. Fuck you. Bullshit. Okay? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. If if you know the guy's going to be happy in either one of the properties, you're going to encourage him to take the one that pays you more money. Why? Because you get paid more money. Yeah, exactly. Remember when I was showing you properties back in the day for your house? Yeah. And we walked into that one house in Anaheim. The first one. The one with that bathroom. Oh, no. That was the second. Oh, the, my the second God. One. We, walk, we walked that into this Korean, house. That Korean dungeon. I, it could have been a Korean. Uh, we walk into a house, and it's supposed to be empty for a showing. Yeah. It looks like a normal house on the outside. We get inside. There's a dog running around outside barking their ass off in the backyard. Right. It was very weird. It was a very aggressive dog. It was a husky. I remember. It looked lonely. Yeah. It did not like us. But the kitchen on the left, when you walked in... Had like two refrigerators. Yeah. And like no active stove. Very weird. It was very weird. Something about the kitchen was, it looked like it Jeffrey looked like, Dahmer's but, kitchen. But it looked like people were living in the house. But it looked like it wasn't livable. Right. And then we started walking around the house. And, you know, we saw some weird shit, but nothing that was crazy. It just looked, you know, Asian. Mm -hmm. Then we get upstairs to the master bedroom and it was fucking massive. Yeah. Primary bedroom, if you want to be politically correct. Yeah, exactly. We get upstairs to the primary bedroom and it's massive. And when you walk in, an entire fucking massive space was dedicated to an all-tiled, like, Korean spa-like vibe. Yeah. One of those those weird, like, sexual undertone spa vibes. But it was done in, like, the 80s. <laughs> yeah. With, like, a sexual hot tub. But somehow the house was built in the 2000s. Like, they wanted, it, to, they wanted it to be dated. They, they did a throwback date. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the, that was the look. It was a date back. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a date back. It was very fucking weird. And then we were walking out, and we heard people's voices in the garage. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah. we probably should the responsible thing and called, like, the police or something like that. Yeah. But instead, we're like, I don't I don't know. even want to go back. Yeah, I don't even want to go back there. Yeah. I remember as we were walking into that house, because um, we were going, like, house to house to house at, that, at one point. And um, it got to the point where, because when you're, when you're looking for a home, you can start to get arrested. Man, I'll just put an offer on it. Well, I don't care. We were walk getting ready to walk into that house, and I remember how I was like, Let's just put an offer on whatever it is. Just fuck, let's just get a house, please. Can we just get a house? Yeah. You, you know? walked in, you're like, no. Nope. And we're like, no, we're not. Yeah, we can't yeah, do this. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. Is a lot of bad juju. <laughs> Baby, you going to give me a Korean scrub every night? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that why you want this house? Yeah. <laughs> well, getting back to talking shit on, on, on uh, the National Association of Realtors, because it's my favorite topic. According to the Wall Street Journal article, buyer's agents, use of buyer's agents by country? Mm -hmm. Sure. Let's break it down. 89% of the United States... Uses a buyer's agent. Mm. 89%. This, of course, according to the National Association of Realtors' own data. Yeah. All countries on average, 33% use a buyer's agent. That's a big drop-off, Chris. In the Netherlands, 20%. I feel like people in the Netherlands are really happy. They are. Australia, less than 5%. Here's the kick in the ding-ding. The UK, baby. Where we're fancy and sophisticated. Yeah. We like to think of ourselves as more mature than Americans. Probably explains why there's so few uh, real estate agents. Less than 5%. Yeah. Because it's completely fucking unnecessary to pay the extra commission. Right. Buyer's agents. Yeah. Dog shit. Unbelievable.
So it, it makes you think that if like a company like Open Door has room to really like kick off and grow. Now more than ever, there's a possibility of that because the trade association is now really under scrutiny. There's a lot of people who are really good seasoned realtors who are saying, okay, why do we need to follow these rules? Mm -hmm. Why do we need to be members of this association? They're, they're, there's a lot of talk about starting their own association built on like a higher standard. <laughs> hey, well done, man. Sir. Well done. Y'all know what I'm fucking talking about. Chosen one. Well done. Been here. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Chart number three, Arun, if you could scroll down. Ah, uh, yes. Typical brokerage commissions worldwide. Japan, 6.2%. Wow, it's high. That is high. Argentina, 6%. U.S., 5.5%. France, 5%. Germany, 4.5%. Russia, the fucking communists are only paying 3.5%. Mm-hmm. China, 2.5%. Half. half. Less than half. Okay. Australia, 2.5%. The Netherlands, again, 2%. And the UK, again, 1.3%. Right. Just for the record, we are all children of the UK. <laughs> our law, our common law came from old English law. Yeah, they are a more mature version of what we are as Americans. When do we decide to take the fork in the road? Go the other way? When was someone like, you know what? I know my cousin in, in, in London gets paid 1.3%, but fuck it. <laughs> I'm in the U.S., baby. I need 5.5. I have to. I need 5X. So the article goes Grant on. Grant Cardone. It's his fault. Yeah. Fucking do it. <laughs> so the article goes on to say the reason why Japan is so, is so high is because the buyer and the seller both pay their own commissions to their agents. Which again, I'm fine with. If that's the case, makes sense. And when I the first time I bought the I bought a home, right? I I was actually shocked. I did not know how this this worked. You're like, I don't have to pay shit. Wait, I'm buying a house and I don't got to pay my agent anything. Nothing. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Someone's providing me a service. Mm -hmm. and I don't have. To, it makes no sense. And yet, you never appreciate me. <laughs> I do appreciate you. I'm providing you a service right now. Really? I'm enriching your scrotum. <laughs> that seems... I meant your soul. Shit. <laughs> that seems unnecessary. <laughs> Just making sure Rune's paying attention. I'm pretty sure he's not even awake out there at this point in time. Hey, let's get into the reviews. We don't have any reviews. God damn it, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we actually lost a review. <laughs> we actually lost a review. So for our podcast listeners, if you're out there listening to the show, please head over to Apple or Spotify. Leave us an honest five-star review. really means a lot to us. does a lot for the show. And if you're watching us over on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button, ring that notification bell, do all the goody good stuff. You don't like that I can do that in one take. It's it it bothers you. It bothers you a lot. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, if I'm going to break it down and be honest with you, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, I know they're very sensitive. It's not very sexy, I know. It's not that it's not sexy. It's just that I, the goody good thing that you really take such pleasure in saying. I love the goody good. It means nothing. It, it means the good. <laughs> it's completely fabricated. But it's all goody good to us. I can say farty fart. Every. <laughs> It means nothing. No, they won't leave a review after that. I'm just, who says the goody goods is any more enticing? Okay, we'll see. Chris said farty fart. If you liked it, leave us an honest five-star review. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't context I was shooting for. By the way, I did listen to the rest of that. Uh, I listened to 40 minutes of the Rogan uh, uh, Rock interview. Okay, yeah. The Rock went on there trying to interview him. <laughs> He's like, let me show you how why I'm better at this than you. He's like, I cannot sound stupid if I ask you all the questions. Such seemed like such a nice guy. Nice guy, but at the same time, it's like 
why was he why is he on this podcast tour his man his story is so good man i never i never realized is he feeling out a presidential run he said he i think he said i'm not doing it right now but uh it, it kind of he hinted at like i wouldn't rule it out he's leaving his options open like jerome powell so is that what this whole thing's about? Is no, I didn't get I didn't get to the end of the the interview um, to really find out what he was promoting. Because you're right, he has been making a lot of rounds lately. I don't know what he's he's been on like several podcasts. Can you maybe Google it real quick? Maybe we'll find it. I don't think he's got any movies that are coming out that he's promoting. I think I think this is legitimately him feeling up his social status and notoriety because on every interview he's been on, he's mentioned that he was approached by a political party. Oh. So I'm thinking that this is, I think his team wants the data behind. I wonder how much money these celebrities get paid under the table to take a political stance. Keep in mind, if, if Ronald if, Reagan was if, an if, actor. If Sam Bankman Fried was out there slinging that dough. I don't know, man. Why is the Dwayne Johnson on tour? That's your, that's your Google Why search term? Why is the Dwayne Johnson? Jesus. <laughs> Come on, new Doug. I wrote. Why is the Rock? Why is the Dwayne Johnson on tour? Yeah, are you, are you can't even speak English to Google. Yeah. Okay. Let Let's just skip. You're never gonna find the answer because guess what? He hasn't disclosed to anybody. But yeah. but yeah. I have a feeling he was approached by a political party to do it, and they want to see if the public sentiment is soft enough to make whatever data he got. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, suggested there's a probability of him winning if. He was widely accepted. I think it's all a feeler. Yeah. Because right now, who are you going to vote for? If someone, we are literally I don't think one year away from the election. We're not going to get political, man, but I, I, there's no way I see Biden running again. Even if you, let's just say, let's, let's not get political, but let's just factually speaking right now, Rune, feel free to chime in because your political knowledge is so vast. One year away from right now, there's going to be an election, November 5th. Mm-hmm. Okay, approximately a little bit less than your one year, actually. Uh, 11, less than, yeah. 11 days short of one year. Yeah. Who are your two leading candidates? I feel, I, feel like the, I feel like the Democrats are trying to make a push to get your boy Gavin up there. Yeah, but you feel it. But again, you're one year out and you don't have a clear front runner. Yeah, they're feeling it out. That's why they had uh, Gavin meet with. Uh, Arun, with- there you go. New York Times, who's running for president in 2024. Democrats, Biden, Williamson, Uger. Phillips? Uyghur and Phillips. I have no idea that is. Obviously, Biden's the only candidate that's probably going to win there. Trump, Haley, uh, Ramaswamy, Hutchinson, uh, DeSantis. Binkley, DeSantis, Christie. A whole lot of stuff. I mean, there's a shit ton of people. Independent third party. Cornell West? Kennedy, Cornell West. What the fuck is he thinking? Gang, gang. Let's He's go. He's not going to run, is he really? Wow, you don't have a subscription to the New York Times, buddy. Go back to the chart, though. Okay, so let's just go on... Uh, just a hunch. Call it that, okay? You got Biden, you got Trump, and you got Kennedy. Anybody else you see on a debate platform here? It's so wild, man. It's a popularity contest. It's all it is. And I got to tell you right now, let's just say those three, everybody else drops out. Those three are the main main parties. Biden, Trump, Kennedy. Yeah. You have the rock run under under the Democrats. It's gang gang all day long. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, that popularity contest is won. It's over. Done deal. Yeah. He wins, hands down. The crazy part about that interview uh, on Rogan mm. was how he, like, he almost did not make it. What do you mean? On WWE. He was getting booed. They, they had to take, ask him to take a leave, and then they brought him back as a feel-out because he was supposed to be like the good guy, right? And they, 
you know, how it's all scripted and they had him portray a certain type of image. Okay. But at that same time, Stone Cold was coming up and everybody wanted to root for the man that was against the establishment. So they didn't want to root for the good guy anymore. Mm. Right. So they were really trying to prop him up as the good guy and the crowd kept booing him. So he, he talks about it on Rogan. He's like, they asked him to go home. He came back. As, as the heel, I guess they call it, in wrestling, right? As the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he joined uh, the nation. What is it called, Odun? League of Nations? Or... Huh? No. Nation okay. of Domination. The Nation of Domination. Why do you know that? Right. I was a kid and I used to watch wrestling. Oh, wrestling was... Uh, we grew up at the best time. Wrestling was no joke, man. I got to be honest. I never really watched wrestling. Oh, it was so... Especially during that time, man. Stone Cold and The Rock together. It was game over. It was the best. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. You, you would go generation X? No, no. I, know, I know the people are. I'm going to be wrong, but you would go home. No, my parents wouldn't watch. let me watch it. I have to secretly watch it. They would not. They would refuse to let me watch it. Bro, you got D-Generation X out there telling everybody to suck it. And my parents are like, what the hell are you watching? No, turn this off. It's terrible. But so all my friends at school would give me the rundown. And then I'd try to go over to my cousin's house and we'd watch it there. Wise, huh? Yeah. Wise. I'm a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy call. Easy call. Yeah, you already knew. Yeah, I knew which one it was. Yeah, yeah already. Now I know why you wear pearls, Wise. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't Kid Cudi after all. Yeah. Oh shit! Did you see the that uh, in Cassie's lawsuit against uh, Puff Daddy Dude, for what did he, sexual what, assault? And one rape. Of the thing, Wait, rape and rape. Yeah, and one of the things she claimed against him was that because she had a brief relationship with Kid Cudi, P Diddy was the one who lit his car on fire. Wow. Yeah. Keep in mind, the man who just got arrested for Tupac's murder in Las Vegas has always said on countless interviews that P. Diddy paid him to do it. Yep. Yep. I got to be honest. I believe it. There's a way to evidence this makes me think two things. Number one, the National Association of Realtors are fucked. <laughs> and number two, P. Diddy did it. P. Diddy did it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. For sure. Yeah. Arun's bringing up election shit still. Really? Bro, we passed that now. Oh, excited. Jamie Dimon? He ain't doing this now. No. I would love. What is he? What is he running as? Uh, Republican. Yeah, yeah, he's running a Republican, right? I can't even see what yeah, that is. Yep. Yeah, Jamie Dimon is as a Republican all day long. Can you imagine Jamie Dimon versus The Rock? Tucker Carlson. Now that's <laughs> an interview I'd like to see. Can you imagine? Hey, Jamie, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Nothing. Ah, uh, you guys suck. Kanye West. Grant Cardone. <laughs> Why is Grant Cardone what on is there? This? What website is this from? Bro, you got the most bullshit 2024 election bidding odd, betting odds. Someone put Grant Cardone in the betting odds? That's wild. Dude, this list is dog shit. Give me away from Michelle this. Michelle Obama. Obama. Get happening. the fuck out of here. Not happening. Although I think she has a better chance than 90% of people on that list. No, I think she, I think she would win, I but I don't think she's going to do it. Why would she? Yeah. Uh, makes no sense. Your husband's rock. Dude, what a... What a Iconic name too, Barack. You don't, you don't need more than that. That's all. You if you would have asked me, and his jumper is moist. Twenty years, stop. No, you would have asked me twenty years ago, crafty left. If a man named Barack would have won, would have won the election, I would have been like, no way. Yeah, but not only did he win, he won it in with style. Yeah, he did. Stud. One of the biggest controversies against him was that tan suit. Oh, I thought it was a whole he wasn't born in the United States thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, Arun, you've contributed jack shit to this night's show. What, you okay back there? Yeah, I'm good. He tried, man. He, he's, he's pulling up uh, the presidential campaign. I know, but he was kind of trying to be a good guy. You weren't really communicative guy, tonight. You, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm already on PTO, dude. 
Ah, uh, that makes <laughs> oh, sense. Check yeah, that, bro. You yeah. got one. Uh, you got one more episode. Yeah, you got another. You got to record. You got to edit this one too. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> well, Saeed, take us out. Good night, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>